say hi. Hi. I'm Amber Rodriguez, and you're watching The Recount Podcast. to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast Presents, now entering the ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and uh, yeah, I will be leading you on your expedition today. But this is now entering the ring, and we have a guest for you. This man formerly played at the University of Nebraska. You can find him at Towson University. He has also been at the WWE Performance Center. He is the man known as Quayshawn Alexander. Love it, love it. Thank so, you. Yo, man, first of all, like, thank you for, like, you know, agreeing to come on the show. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, shoot, I think this is awesome. I, you know, I love wrestling and I love a podcast. <laughs> oh, bet. So we got, like, the best of both worlds for you. Exactly. So I want to share the story with you before we, like, jump into all the questions, right? So another person who's on this podcast uh, is very upset right now. He's not on the show. He's very upset. Because he lives in Lincoln. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah. Nebraska, huh? Yep, yep. So he's a huge Nebraska fan. Okay. And to show off, I as well am a Nebraska fan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and here's the trippier part. I live in Baltimore. I'm only like 15, like 25 minutes away from Towson University. Jesus, man. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, what a little world we got, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I was like, yo, I'm about to blow your whole mind like right off the jump. <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. But like, oh man, so you know, you just got done with the performance center, you know, you had your event there and you were talking about it. I'm just very curious though, like, how did you become and how did you get into the world of wrestling? Like, how did you find your way into it? Oh man. Um, so when I was when I was super young, super young. Um, wrestling was all I had, all me and my friends had, you know, like come home, play the PS2, actually still got it, you know, play all the SmackDown versus Raws, this time and third. And it was this fantasy that we had when we were kids about like, yo, what if, you know, we can make it to WWE and like, we'd sit there, have conversations about it, talk about it like, constantly every day, watch all the pay-per-views, go have parties for pay-per-views, you know what I'm saying? And when you grow up like that, it's like, you know, when you have that dream and, but there's no real way of getting there, you know, you're not like a third generation superstar. You're not someone who actually knows even like amateur wrestling at the time. You just know this is what you want to do. You just don't know how you're going to get there. And it was such a dream for a long time. And I was such a fan for a long time that like, it was something that always stuck with me. You know, it was one thing that I've always just like, I've never, I've never once in my head denied the dream of like wanting to be a wrestler, you know? Oh, Batman, that's awesome, yeah. though, man. I just, I'm curious, though, like, you know, you, you mentioned the PS2, you mentioned all the SmackDown versus Raw games, so I'm very curious, man, like, who was your go-to wrestler? Um, So, growing up, obviously, it, it was The Rock, you know, no one, you know, Stone Cold, no one could, could uh, you know, tell me anything otherwise, but as I, as I really started to develop, like, you know, in that wrestling, I think, I think The Undertaker was my favorite, and there's a reason for that. Is because when you don't have cable when you're younger, you only got the main channels. So we didn't have cable. So every time SmackDown came on, I was in the house watching SmackDown. And, you know, it, it was The Undertaker, they girl, and, and a bunch of other superstars, Ray Mysterio, you know, leading the show. And you're like, like, this is, you know, that was it. Now, I mean, I would get the raw packages, you know, you'd see it for like 
a split 30 seconds. They used to make those awesome promos back in the day. I mean, it was, they were sick. And, you know, you get those packages, so it made you hungry to watch Raw. But when SmackDown came on, it was that was that was uh, that was the thing. Man, I could think about all about the SmackDown Six. Like I just remember, like when Paul was running that show, and it was Taker and Eddie and Ray and Edge, and mm-hmm. you had Chris Benoit, who you know name doesn't get talked about anymore. Right. But yeah, you had all those guys, man. And they were such great talents, and you could put them in like one on ones, tag teams, six man tags, and they were just like, we got we got SmackDown, we gonna hold it down, and it they did an show. incredible job. Incredible, it was. Oh, and Kurt Angle. I don't know why I'm going to forget about Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was a part of that SmackDown 6. Yeah. <laughs> the wrestling machine. He pushed over for a little bit, but he's the reason I think I got in TNA too, actually. <laughs> but, man. So, you know, you just had your WWE tryout, and I'm very curious, like, man, like, how did playing NCAA football prepare you for your WWE tryout? Um, well, because, I mean, to be honest, you have to have a certain level of, of um, endurance and a, a certain level of mental as well because like when you get in there you know I mean it, and it's funny too because you know I, I remember I was telling you because like between all of us that were there there were only you know there were there were eight eight of us guys who were collegiate athletes whether that was wrestling or football you know and then you had you had two indie wrestlers so they already knew kind of what to expect you know they had their their in-ring ability was was crisp clean you know rolling and everything like that pump to pump taking selling all of it was 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 great top notch but between all the athletes I think none of them had actual experience in the ring and I was probably the only one that's actually been in the ring but I haven't been in the ring nearly as long you know to have everything crisp either like there was a lot I was running as well or at least relearning because when you haven't been in the ring for so long it, it is it you know ring rust is a real thing and, and you can't you can't just like turn on or, or remember exactly what's going on, you know? So, um, so when we got there, I was telling them like, kind of like, you know, all the things like they're going to have us do, you know, to the best of my ability. But I mean, when you're actually doing it, um, when you're, when you're actually being uh, trained by them and they're really pushing you, that's when it starts to get tough and you have to have a certain, you know, mental, emotional, like capacity that's super high because I mean, realistically off the bat, they were trying to break us, you know, uh, they want to see whether or not, like, we're actually just mentally tough enough to do it. I mean, we started off doing, you know, you know, push-ups and, and sit-ups and, and a different kind of dynamic warm-up, but we were all freaking tired as hell by the time we, we finished the warm-up, you know what I mean? But we relied on each other. You know, we talked to each other for about maybe, like, two hours before we actually got in there just to go through COVID protocol, which helped a lot because as an athlete, too, you know, you got to lean on your brothers. Same thing with wrestling. When you're traveling on the road and, Things are getting tired and, and hectic. You always have to lean on your brothers and sisters to uh, to help you kind of kind of get through the uh, through those times. So um, it was it, it was very tough. It's it's not anyone can just do it. That's why you have such you know little talent on, on different rosters is because it gets grueling after a while. So that, that was so that that's how football did uh, prepare me for for that moment. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Like mental toughness is important, and and when you're in the collegiate collegiate side or when you're in. Uh, whether you're in the military, whether you're in, uh, in in the world of wrestling, like mental toughness is there. And like, you're right. The first thing, you know, we, we hear the stories of like people who talk about, um, you know, like when they got in their first days of wrestling, all they did was they get stretched out and beat up and then told what they got to do. And they can beat them up some more because what they're doing is just trying to weed out people like who just don't want to be there. So yes, yeah, it's, it's right. cool to hear that, you know, like you said, like you went through the whole entire, you leaned on your brothers and then they kind of helped you like push you through across. So that's, that's really cool though, man. 
So another question I'm going to ask you, right? Um, what, like, what's the advice that you received prior to going to, uh, to your tryout? Right. So um, for a few years now, I've been talking to a classic uh, WCW wrestlers, became a, a good friend of mine, Rick Rogers. And uh, I called him and, and I, I talked to him about it, told him how excited I was and things like that. And he gave me, he gave me the perfect advice. You know, he told me to go in there. He told me not to be too, you know, don't be too excited. You know, try not to fangirl. You know, if you see somebody that, you know, try not to be, you know, lose focus of, of, of what the goal is, you know. Um, I think I think the best advice he told me was to just listen um, to what the trainers have to say. And I think that goes a long way because if you, if you can't listen to them and you're not coachable, then there's not much, there's not, you can't go much farther in the business. Like, I think a lot of times too, like we all, you know, had our mistakes and messed up and did things like that. But as we went through each rep, you know, we got better at something. And even if we necessarily, maybe our rep didn't look as good, we were mentally just working on it every single time. And we were taking the advice that they were giving us because they were, they were coaching us like we were like we were one of the superstars, which you know in that time we were. So um, it, uh, if you uh, you know, I think I think listening and, and being coachable is probably the most important thing because it'll take you the farthest, you know, and um, it'll allow you to actually connect with them a lot too. Like a lot of times, you know, we we're in the middle of reps and then we just start talking about maybe different things or um, we start talking. Shoot, sometimes we just start talking about life and like. You know, as much of things just to make us feel comfortable, um, kind of ease our nerves. Like I was real tense, you know, um, in the beginning because, like, it, like I said, it, like when, when it's such a, a dream of yours and they happen to be there, like, shoot, shoot every rep you want it to be perfect, you want it to be great, you know, to show them that hey, like, you know, this is something I want to do full time, not just you know two days and, and get out of here and thank you for the experience. It's like no, like this is this is my my way of uh, exposure and getting inside. So if you, if, I think I think mostly if you, if you listen to them and what they're saying. Uh, you'll you'll take a, a great deal away from from the whole experience. Bet, bet. yeah, I've had of a I've had a few friends who have actually gone through and like done the tryouts. I like a different mm-hmm. size too. One was a ref, and the other one was a wrestler. And then they right. came back and like told me everything that they went through. And I was like, man, like it is intense. And I was like, I'm up, this, I'm up for this challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like you said, you said like you had wrestling like all your life and all your friends and stuff like that. And then you kind of mentioned too that you know, like you had done some stuff, but I'm very curious, like, where have you trained before that you said, like, you, you know, you got in a ring, you're still kind of rusty, but I'm just very curious, like, where you've been, yeah. where you've been trained so, at? Yeah, so I would go to, like, a few camps, um, they'd host a few down in Jersey, I went um, to a few with Rick Rogers and things like that, so I'd get in the ring um, here and there, like I said, when i come home from school, nothing to the point to where I was actively training with a specific school, more so, like, when people would come to New Jersey, you know, and have a little camp, go there, you know, get in the ring, try to learn as much as I can, just put my foot in the door, um, things like that. Uh, I did, uh, you know, I was uh, walking in on a trainer from New Jersey, Damian Adams. He's trained a, trained a great deal of superstars. And early on, I remember my cluster, I was going to uh, his training facility, uh, hopped in between the ropes with him, ran them a bit, uh, just kind of watching everything that they did. So, you know, it was just all, all really a lot, a lot of mental learning, um, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of baby steps as well, too. No, that's cool, though, man. It's, and it's funny, too, man, because if you're, if you're looking for another place to train while you're in Baltimore, I may know where that place is at. <laughs> uh, what is it? You're going to say PWC or what? Oh, no, no, no. I train at a uh, Riot City Compound. So okay. All right. Dope, dope. That, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that one for sure. I've been I've been looking around in in, in multiple areas, um, you know, up in New York and New Jersey, and 
and down here. So I'm definitely uh, looking for a place to to uh, to uh, make it, you know, to to continue my journey and you know that whole thing. That oh yeah, yeah we definitely we definitely talk offline about that. Um, but with that being said, man, that's really kind of like all my really hard hitting questions that I have for you. But we do have the world famous three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mr. Alexander, this is how it works. We're going to ask you a lot of questions, 10 to be exact, in a rapid pace. Whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind, that's your answer. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for this. I'm sorry, man. This isn't, this isn't Memorial Stadium. We don't have that kind of pressure. I'm sorry, but we'll put the imaginary, imaginary time on the clock. Bing, and here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Bridge of Terabithia. Oh, good movie. Yeah. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite TV show? Uh, Reba. Okay. Friday night, what you doing? Drink it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite color? Uh, blue. Deadlifts or squats? Oh, squats. Hey. Favorite podcast? Three count podcast, baby. That's <laughs> right, baby. That's that's number one podcast. And then uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Uh, my boy Danny Garcia, man. Fat. Danny Garcia, yeah. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word? Yeah, see, that's the only word that you can use. I just, <laughs> right? I mean, I legitimately been telling people, and if you listen to past episodes, you're hearing me talk about this, the history of the F word on YouTube, like, gotta peep, because it's like one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a word that just fits with everything, you know? You can't, like, it's just such a great word that everyone uses it universally. You know, you're not going to offend anybody by using it unless there's maybe maybe you know little kids in the area and they're really sensitive about that but for the most part man, everyone loves that word <laughs> well with that being said man that is the 10 count question so all i need from you is for our viewers and our listeners to know where they can find you yeah so um you can find me on instagram twitter uh just look at my name question alexander um other than that i mean Right. I'm not I'm not too much of a tweeter or anything like that. I do like to share funny things, but I don't really I'm not too involved or active right now, I should say. Um, but I do go on my little rant sometimes. So you can definitely find me there. And um, we got a few wrestling group chats and stuff that I'm a part of. So, you know, if you ever want to join those, just hit me up and let me know. We got a bunch of people in there. We talk about real life stuff, wrestling, you know, all New Japan and all the, all the crazy stuff. So you can find me on there. Bad. Well, there you go. And there you have it. You can find him on all of his social media platforms, like he said. And then, uh, you know, last but not least, this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And this is Now Entering Ring with the great Quayshawn Alexander. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or just kidding. Be at this only spot and tune into the next episode because, you know, it's always going to be fire. It'd be great. You see what it was now. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. 
Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.